Good morning, church. How many of you have ever heard this biblical reference from me? That I consider myself a stick snatched from the fire. Have you ever heard that from me? That's from Zechariah chapter 3, and it's about somebody who essentially had no future. You know what a stick in the fire really has no future. But sticks that are prepared for the fire, we call that firewood also, while very useful, have a very short future. What about before it's a stick, when it's a branch? What kind of future does it have there? See, so the, the question really isn't, can it become firewood? Because branches often do end up doing a useful thing in the fire. But they also, in the meantime, they have this long they have this long future of production in front of them, especially if they're like a grape vine or something like that. So here's the text for this morning. John 15, 1 through 11. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that bear fruit so they'll produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit on its own if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as my Father has loved me. Remain in my love when you remain in my love, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. And then here's this line again. I have told you these things so that you can be filled with joy. Yes, so your joy will be complete or overflow, as this translation says. Look, I want to make sure that we get a few things out of the way here that I'm not saying that that this this pruned off, if you don't remain productive and you don't remain any of these things, you'll be burned into the fire. That's not exactly what's going on. But, but the difference here is what happens between wild. So there's three sort of spots in this text. And the first one is a transition from wild to a cultivated or grafted in vine. And the difference between those two, if you've ever grown grapes or something like that, a wild vine often has a different style of grape than a cultivated vine because it's spending so much energy producing more vine and not so much producing grapes. Anyway, so what happens is when you graft it in, it gets a better flow of stuff than it was getting, you know, often from a better rootstock and all that stuff. But then it produces more because it's kept in a spot, in a shape that per starts to produce. But not right away. 
not always right away, sometimes right away. But there's, so the first move of this is wild to cultivated, or in other words, you were feral, but now domesticated. When you come to God, we are like this wild vine, and God prunes and grafts us into this productive, growing, life-giving life that he gives. And this is what we have in verse 3. You have been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Look, if you're a believer, you're in the vine. You're no longer a feral or wild vine. The question is, is will you tolerate the pruning? And so the so here it is, you get grafted into God's family and this life-giving life that he has. And the question is, is will you think that, well, he grafted me once, I guess we're all done. Or will you become a, a person going on in the Wesleyan idea to perfection, which, which I have told you before means that you can become what you were created to be. That would be perfect for you to be what you were made to be, and you can still be what you were made to be, but many people, by their choices, either choose not to continue or to do this. So the second state of the verse is from cultivated, right, in the vine, to productive in the vine. And how does it do that? It has... If, if it's cut off from the vine, of course, it can't do anything. And most of us don't choose to be cut off like that. But every so often, we will make a series of choices that will get us close to cut off, if you will. But if we're going to be cultivated and productive, the next things, then God, what that's talking about is God continues to dress our lives or prune our lives as we live in him and as we remain in him, he trims off the unproductive bits, if you will. So many people come to Christ and they have certain issues in their life and, and, and they come to Jesus and they still have some of those issues and some of them they're not even aware of. But every so often you'll become aware of one and that is God doing this thing so that you can be more productive in your life-giving life. You will have less production going into non-productive areas that'll be cut off and you can do your time a little better or whatever it is. So that's the second move. The third move was really from productive to much fruit, right? Not just productive, but overproductive. As we remain, as the is this third thing is, is, it's not that you just come into him and you're saved and then a couple of changes happen in your life in the first couple of years and then you're pretty much that way for the rest of your life. That is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that God continues to grow his life in you and prune off the remnants of your pre-Christian life in you so that you can produce more and more fruit. What happens in that case is when you become a productive, super productive branch and you take the pruning well and you do that, then pretty soon God grafts others into your line too, connected to Jesus and you. And you can't have all those things attached in your life that were getting in your way before because now they're going to cause somebody else to stumble too. And you need to be aware of that and do that. So what does that look like? Well, I think we've all met people 
they get so far into the Christian life and then they just stop doing, they've got a couple habits and they get a couple things and they make a decision. No, you know, I'm going to keep that habit or, um, you know, or they don't make the decision, but they make, they don't make the decision to get rid of it when God's pointing it out. And they think, well, you know, it's not really as bad as we thought. And blah, blah. So, so this is what happens is those people sort of end in the sort of cultivated semi-productive things but they don't get into this much thing this much more where we're we're not just remaining in him but we're obeying commandments we're remaining in love and obeying the commandments just as jesus obeys the father's commandments and remains in his life love and continues to let god work through him not just in the short term but in the long term or as some of you might know, the the years of Christian life where you, your life and pattern of life is so different than it was before, and yet it's still God's. I want to I want to put out just a little bit more information here that that nobody chooses often. They don't normally go from a productive life to just dropping off the tree. And, and becoming firewood in the opposite way. But in, a, in just as the Christian life is a series of choices in your life to remain in him and to follow him and obey him here and then obey him there and obey him in the third location. And pretty soon you're, 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 you've got what uh, one of my instructors just call a long obedience in the same direction. That, that you've got this thing that's the much fruit of life. You've done this thing. But that isn't one big decision and you're just over. That is hundreds of decisions to follow God through the life. That's what the pruning of the fruit tree imagine is, is that that the fruit dress the fruit vine dresser or the the grapevine dresser just continues to do it for the life of the vine. And there are parts of you that do need to fall off. Um, we call that on a tree self-pruning, right? That when this one doesn't get the sun, it falls off. Maples do this really well. They self-prune. doesn't mean that they're gone and entirely firewood. But what it means is that part of their life has been removed so that they can be more productive in the other areas. That's the picture of the Christian sketch of the Christian life that we're talking about here. But what about the ones that get thrown into the file? Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. In the Christian life, that's the stuff that we bring with us from our culture that, that we don't allow God to speak into. And so they're not converted and pruned into the Christian life, but they're just part of this other thing. And pretty soon God wishes to get rid of that stuff and turn just it into the fire. And so parts of our lives get pruned off and parts of us. But, but what happens to us when we get to a spot where we've got a favorite habit? It's not doing us any good. It's hurting us. It's hurting the witness of the Christian faith. It's hurting our witness in the lives of those around us. And matter of fact, many people, they, they may not say it to you, but maybe maybe it's one of those spots where um, the term hypocrite comes to the mind of other people where you tell people to do stuff, but then you don't do it yourself. Anyway, God will bring you to one of those choices. And many times people will say, no, I'm going to keep that habit. I'm going to keep that habit. 
and a series of choices that way moves you from much productive to productive to cultivated to wild to trim and needing to be pruned heavily. And so that's kind of the process of the Christian life here. And Jesus tells us things just like this, that I tell you this so that you may understand. I tell you so your joy can remain filled and your joy can overflow and all that so that you know what's going on. I know it feels like there's tough times and that the pruning is difficult in some of our lives right now. The pruning is quite difficult. Jesus doesn't tell us this so that we won't feel the pruning, but that in fact, we will understand when it's happening and see the long obedience in the direction for productivity of our lives. Just as that life, just as the productive life is a series of choices made over time to, to become obedient, to, to remain in God's love, to stay there, to, to keep on keeping on, if you will. Usually, the stick from the fire or going into the fire has made a series of choices as a Christian that requires it to be pruned. Nobody chooses that outright. It's a series of choices in the other direction. Just invite you today to look at your life, to connect to God rather than disconnect to God, to choose joy over fire, to remain in him. I use the language of a stick snatched from the fire because before I was a believer, I was a wild child, and I would tell you that very readily. I've told you that. And that life just had no future. But as it's been pruned off, parts of me have gone in the fire, if you will. And, and, and parts have come out changed and different. Are there still parts of my life that might need to be pruned? Probably. Most likely. Just as everyone here can say that. So this morning, church, if you'll pray with me as we look at our lives and just understand from the back of our lives that God has been working in our lives long term and that those prunings weren't very much fun but they were totally worth it later I'm telling you this just as Jesus does it so that we can be joyful for the work that God's doing in our lives Lord Jesus we thank you so much for the pruning for the dressing of our lives help us remain in you and choose over and over to remain in you and you and us, just as you and your Father are one, that we might be one, because you are the vine, you are the source of our lives. Help us keep choosing the source without other sources. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.